0: to another wonderful episode of what they don't tell you at the hair salon I will what's up good people it's me your favorite indie author extraordinaire LaDosha Wright coming to you live and direct that's right y'all live and direct Woo-do-do. not not, not quite the boogie down uh from cleveland ohio with a wonderful wonderful dynamic podcast and this one is about the complete guide to scalp care i think this one you all are gonna love but before i get to today's topic you know I got to do my three current events. Y'all know how it's going down here on the best podcast about textured hair. So let's get a little drum roll. Okay, that wasn't snare. That was just a bootleg leg drum roll. Uh So let's start off with the Cleveland Browns. How about that? Let's give it up. The Browns actually won uh, this past Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. On September the 11th against the Panthers. Now uh, I, I still call the Browns the, the the Cardiac Kids. You know what I'm saying? I know what you guys are saying, that There was only one set of Cardiac Kids. I know, I know, I know. But just hear me out. Don't 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 click off my podcast yet. Hold on. Just 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 hear me out. See if you are a Cleveland Browns fan then you are well aware that this is a team who will cause your heart to palpitate. You know, the rate will go up and then it will go down because they're almost there. Then they drop the ball, then they lose the game, then they win the game. We think they're going to make it to the playoffs. They don't. They might make it to the Super Bowl. They don't. So to me, that makes any, any team under the Browns' name, Are just like the cardiac kids because no matter who the players are, they still, at least they cause my heart to do that. Are you guys feeling me? No, no, not really. Okay, all right. Well, the Browns won the game on September the 11th, and um, we all also know that unfortunately here in the United States of America, September the 11th is just not a good day in American history because that's the day that those Twin Towers failed and way too many lives you know, were lost, and, and, and so many people gave so much of their time, their blood, sweat, tears, and even their lives, you know, to help save um, some people, you know, during that catastrophic event. So how about we just give a few moments of silence to those families uh, that you know, were lost during the uh, horrific event, and then also just respect to their loved ones who were left behind, and all of those first responders who, you know, are still struggling with some of the survivor's guilt uh, of just what they had to go through, so just like, you know, six seconds of silence uh, for our, you know, for our fellow Americans who lost their lives uh, on September the 11th during the bombing and the attack uh, on the World Trade Center. Thank you. Thank you so much for that recognition, Okay. So, um, in addition you know to um um you know paying homage to those you know that we've lost um I'm in the process of paying homage to someone um, in my career who meant a whole, 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 whole lot to me by way of my very first documentary um, that's pretty much centered around the legendary and comparable Dr. Willie Morrow, and the name of my documentary is titled The Narrative. Now how do we, you know, do this narrative with Dr. Morrow being, you know, in the center of it? Uh, what we're gonna do is um I'm going to confront the miseducation and misrepresentation of Afro textured hair. So this is like uh, my very first attempt. And and let me just say this is a true indie author production. That means I've written it, right? Um, I'm producing it, right? I'm not filming it. But I am editing it. I know you guys are like, really, LaDosha? <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, you know, I'm a hairstylist on a budget. What do you What do you expect? But no, I'm going to give it, I'm really going to give it my all um, because we need to know this um, from another angle, okay? There is another narrative about Afro hair that a lot of people are not aware of. So I'm going to take the honest to give it a try. So with that being said, uh, what I'm going to do on this podcast up until mine is released in the fall of this year um, i'm gonna just like shout out some of my favorite uh, uh documentaries that i think you guys should go and check out so let's start with the very first one this is by my cousin his name is ray jr some of you guys might know him as a rapper okay ray jr if you're from cleveland one of his favorite hits from cleveland is called "I'm from ec okay so if you don't know anything about his music go ahead on and just go on any of your music platforms and just type in Ray Jr. And I promise you... Okay, no. So he has some really cool hip-hop music. But more importantly, right now, Ray Jr. has moved on over from uh, being a rapper into being a film producer. And he uh, released his documentary last month. And it was titled... um, It is titled, I'm sorry, Just my thoughts, okay? Now, before I even you know, uh, even thought about doing a documentary, I have always been a really, really, really big fan of documentaries, really like my entire life, I think my very first one, I mean, well, I don't know if it was a documentary or after school special, but I would just give it to, you know, um, you know, eyes on the prize, okay, so um, really, really, really good documentary, if you haven't seen it, um, back in the day, you know, we used to have to watch it coming home from school, so that kind of that got me going, I got my mojo going, and then from there, I just kept, you know, watching more and more documentaries, but right now, of all the documentaries that I've watched in my life, I'm going to put my cousins up there, like, in my top five, okay, and I'm just, I don't want to, you know, like, like, be a spoiler alert about the documentary, but let me just say this, you know, when it comes to um, black men here in America, African-American, You know, men, I just don't think we quite, understand or give them the credit when it comes to the struggle of what they go through I I don't like to compare men and women but you know what I'm saying you know brothers got something a little bit different from women got a little bit something different from brothers here in the United States of America In as much their lives they're like a target there's always a target on their backs like literally they get killed way more than women so they have a different set of you know circumstances that they're dealing with trying to coexist, you know, in America as, you know, black men. And so his documentary, Just My Thoughts, you can find it um, on, um, um, I think it's Amazon Prime, okay? And um, it's just phenomenal just type in just google just my thoughts and so what i'm going to tell you what what you will walk away with uh and and watching his documentary and that is how you know, when we're trying to go through things in life, and we like, we want to give up, we don't, we don't. Like, how am I supposed to pay my rent? How am I supposed to get enough money? How am I supposed to fix my credit? How, 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 how? I promise you on everything I own, and I do everything, okay? If you watch this documentary, it is going to give you a glimpse into the how. So with that being said, please go and check out Ray Jr.'s Just My Thoughts, and I I promise you, it's definitely going to go down as one of your favorite, and I do mean favorite, documentaries of all time. This young brother, when I tell you he did that thing, he did that thing. Uh, So go check him out. Again, Ray Jr.'s Just my thoughts and don't forget you know leave comments it's really important that we support our indie you know uh, uh, you know our independence as best we can now that I'm've i I've, you know spilled over into this line of work I understand how important it is so make sure you go on to all of his social media platforms and just you know give him a thumbs up and don't forget to share the content okay uh, so with that being said let's go ahead on um and talk about the third person. You know, I always got three. Three in the card events. And last but not least, I'm going to talk just a little bit about queens. You know, nah, 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 not that queen. Now, let me just say this. I was listening to Roland Martin just, well, maybe like two days ago. And Roland Martin, I gave a, a comment. Uh, I don't know who the person that said it, but he spoke he quoted a woman who said like if you poop on people when they're deceased you know that's like spiritually tacky and I would agree with that I'm not, I don't, I'm just going to be honest. I know zero about Queen Elizabeth. I, I really don't. And I don't, I didn't even know that many black people were like enamored with her. I was like, well, you know, but I'm just saying I'm an American and I'm not from Great Britain. They don't really talk about her that much over here. But anywho, a lot of, a lot of African American women really like Queen Elizabeth. Uh, from what I've learned, I don't know. You know, but like I said, I don't believe, I, I think that is spiritually tacky. Um, but how about we do this? How about we highlight some queens that we really like? Okay, let's do that. You know, so let's do this. Uh, and I'm like, I don't not not like Queen Elizabeth. I just don't know Queen Elizabeth. So let me introduce you, if you don't know, um, a queen who I really admire, and and my alter ego, I believe. I'm her in the afterlife. <laughs> I know y'all like, girl, get off that microphone. No, seriously, okay? Before I jump into the topic of the complete guide to scalp care, let me just tell you about my favorite queen, and her name is Queen Hatshepsut. And her name uh, represents uh, means, that basically translates into foremost of noble ladies, okay? And so she was in, the, 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 in those dynasties of the pharaohs. And so um, uh, she was one of the greatest uh, female pharaohs, okay? And so there were other female pharaohs, but by far, uh, Queen Hatshepsut goes down as one of the best queens because of her business acumen. You know, she was the one who introduced the world to an her national, you know, trade, back and forth. Yeah, she did that thing. And she brought over different animals and trees. You know how we like to wear that black liner on our lo- on our eyes and everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so um, uh, Queen Hapsha said she would be responsible for that. She was really, really a good leader. Unfortunately, they kind of like, you know, trying to scratch her name and get her out of history. And, you know, they try to like, you know, poop on her, but you guys should really go and read as much as you can about Queen Happshits, and uh she is absolutely phenomenal, okay? So, with that, um, you know, she was really big on beauty, right? But all beauty, you know, has a foundation, and so when it comes to hair beauty, that has a foundation too, you know. You know what I'm saying? And so, what is the foundation of beautiful hair? Scalp care. That's right. So let's dive right into the topic of the complete guide to scalp care. Now I'm gonna make this real quick, straight into the point. So the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you guys three good reasons why you should have great scalp care. Because remember, this is titled the complete. The complete guide to scalp care, alright, so let me explain to you why scalp care is priority one, okay, now I, I, I decided to call this the complete guide to scalp care because of the notorious belief of something called protective hairstyles, I don't know, Dumbass idea was that. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just get emotional. Anywho, um, I had to name this the complete guide to scalp care because it's something about those protective styles that's really messing up folks' scalp. Okay. So let me just give you, you know, three good reasons why scalp care is important. And I'm gonna give you the three uh, practices and that's gonna make this the complete guide. You guys are ready? Alright, here we go. So, why is scalp care important whether you're doing protective styles or not? Uh, the scalp is the foundation of all beautiful hairstyles. If the scalp is not cleansed properly, then the hairstyle is the no-go. Okay, that's number one. Uh, also, your experience on on your body, you know, if your scalp ain't right, you know, you're patting, you're scratching, you know, this is. Not very comfortable, you can't concentrate. So, you know, um, the foul, so, so, scalp care, first and foremost, is the foundation of our beautiful hairstyles, you know, uh, hygiene, and of course, how you feel and live in your experience as a human uh you know within those 24 hours if your scalp ain't feeling good it ain't happening all right so that's number one number two what they don't tell you at the hair salon which by the way it's the name of this podcast and my book that's available on amazon you know you can download it shameless plug okay uh the scalp is a microbial habitat So, I know you guys are like, so what you saying? You know, like EPMD, remember that? So what you saying? Yeah, so what I'm saying is the scalp has like its own like microbes that are living on it that's different from the microorganisms that's in your mouth eyes, your ears, your vagina. You see I'm going with this? You know how you go to the doctor if you're a female or maybe you're a gynecologist, you know, listening to this. Um, you know, there's good flora, you know, good bacteria and stuff um, that's going on down there. You have to not disturb you know what I'm saying? By dishing and using, you know, strong chemicals and things of that nature. So the same, you know, for the scalp. The scalp has its own bio, and there is a certain way to cleanse it with the right products, right tools, you know, right techniques um, so that you are respecting Uh, the scalp and the purpose that it serves, okay? So the scalp is a microbial habitat and it requires care. It requires regular maintenance. That leads me to my third point. All right, so first we got the scalp as the foundation. Number two, the scalp is a microbial habitat. And then last but not least, the scalp requires maintenance. So there's no such thing as a care-free scalp regimen, you know? So, um, and that's why I'm concerned. I, I mean, seriously, that's why I'm really concerned about the protective styles. Because the protective styles focuses more on the hair and not the scalp and there's really no way you can really protect hair you can keep your it should be called keep your hands out your head hairstyle that would be probably a, a better name uh than protection you know, because um, it's like you know, like Cheryl would say, "Who who do you need protection from?" Cheryl Morrow is my 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 uh, co-host on our podcast on YouTube titled, you know, "The Dumbest Ish That People Say About Black Hair." So you can see me live if you, you can't see me here, of course, but you can see Cheryl and I live on YouTube. And so she asks that question all the time: "What do, what do we need protection from?" So um, uh, the protective styles, your weaves, your wigs, your sewage, your lace front, your twist, your braids, you know, things of that nature, Uh, your hair additions, extensions, whatever, Uh, all of those fall under the guise of protective hairstyles. Unfortunately, um, those types of styles are not very good for the scalp. So, um, so the scalp requires maintenance, all right? So, what are the best practices, okay? What are the best practices in this topic of the complete guide to scalp care right so the best practices are number one it's just kind of phasing into the last you know uh, point about scalp care which was maintenance maintenance that just you know uh uh, uh, uh transitions right into a good regimen okay so you know your mouth has a regimen like the dentist recommends that we floss you know, and brush our teeth in the morning and at night, or if we had something, you know, that would stain our teeth, you know, you could wash and brush them in between, you know, uh, our face, we're taught to do the same thing in the morning, you know, we should clean it, and at night, you know, we should cleanse it again, so we have all these regimens on our body, like showering, you know, every other day, every day, depending on, you know, what your culture is, and your personal practice or preference is, so the scalp needs a regimen and the regimen varies from person to person and also considering what the condition of the scalp is right so if you have scalp disorders or diseases you're going to have a different set of uh, rather a different set uh, a different regimen. I'm sorry, a different regimen compared to people who don't have scalp, you know, issues. So that, of course, is going to be supervised by your medical practitioner. So your your the regimen varies, but you should have one. And for some people, it's daily. For some people, it's biweekly. It varies, but you definitely need to create one. Okay. Number two. When it comes to putting stuff on the scalp, which I don't really recommend. Now, I know sometimes, like, as a hairstylist, a person can have, like, some flakes or just a dry scalp, and it's, like, ashy, and we'll put a little pomade to kind of, like, cover it up a little bit. And that's purely, you know, superficial, you know, purposes. Also, we may put uh, pomade or oil on the scalp. Uh, for press and curl services so like if you sweat then the pomade will you know keep the regrowth from being so dry you know what I'm saying so uh, but as a practice you really shouldn't put that much stuff on your hair on your scalp Whether, however there are some instances where you will have to put stuff on your scalp so if you must remember the complete guide go lightweight Don't use the heavy waxes, the the almond oils, the avocados, the coconuts, the shea butters, the cocoa butters. Those are too heavy. Don't concoct oils and tea tree oils. They're too astringent. Be lightweight. Be very, very, very careful, okay? All right, as we wrap this up, okay, guys, we got one last one when it comes to the complete guide to scalp care, right? I hope you guys are writing this down or kind of getting a visual of what I'm saying here, all right? The last one, guys, be gentle, right, don't be so rough on your scalp. Now I know I know what you guys are saying, but if I have dandruff, I gotta take that comb and I gotta pick it and I gotta lift it and I gotta loosen it up. And I like a good you know, scrub, you know, scratch it and things like that. Remember, guys, your hair is growing from your scalp, right? If you scrub the scalp and you scar that little teeny tiny hole where your hair is growing out of, you know what happens? Your hair won't grow back there. So you have to be gentle. No tight braiding. You know, no tight, tight ponytails. No 100 strokes of brushing, you know, on the scalp. You have to be more careful. Okay, guys? That's your complete guide to scalp care number one remember i got this written down i gonna repeat this to help you guys out okay number one you got to understand that the scalp is the foundation of your beautiful hair so if you want what's it called booty length hair if you want the blh booty length hair you got to take care of your scalp you want that thick you know luscious hair you got to take care of your scalp you want to shine you got to take care whatever you want to see on your hair it starts with the scalp the scalp is a microbial habitat you got cooties up there you gotta respect it you can't be you know adding stuff to it because it's already got its own little funk if you will okay um uh, number three maintenance you can't skip it how do you do maintenance with a regimen you gotta have a regimen and uh you don't want to do it too often you don't want to do do it too infrequently if you have a scalp condition you gotta follow your doctor's orders okay don't be on youtube and 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 what they don't tell the hair salon podcast when you know you gotta go to the doctor and follow the their instructions because you can cause damage okay make sure that if you have to put something on your scalp For aesthetics or, you know, um, to to help alleviate some scalp conditions, go lightweight. And then last but not least, be gentle. Because if you scar that little tiny hole, which is the mouth of the follicle, if you damage that permanently, then no hair will come back. So you have to be gentle. No tight braiding. No tight ponytails. know you guys you like you like to keep brushing them brush waves in. you got to be gentle okay now if you want to know more about this topic Cheryl does a much better job than I guess she does she's pretty good at this stuff okay check us out on my YouTube channel at Wright and we we go live every monday at 6 p.m. we kick the ballistics about the dumbest shit that people say about black hair. By the way, today is September the 4th, September the 14th. September the 14th. And I will be in Atlanta this Sunday. That's going to be September the 18th. And I'm going to be promoting my documentary uh, at 2 30 p.m. at Fresh from Earth, located at 3220 Butner Road in Atlanta, Georgia, and Cali Park. Okay, so come check me out. Free event. I am promoting my documentary, The Narrative. I've got some wonderful giveaways. Come on and check us out. I'm being hosted by the Root Doctor, whoop whoop, Kareem Hafiz, the proprietor. Of fresh from Earth and my BFF Rashida Ali. She has her own small business selling paparazzi jewelry, and her tagline is "Home of the Five Dollar Bling." So she primarily sells paparazzi that bling blings. Okay, so if you like some cheap bling bling, I wear cheap bling bling all the time. They they look really good in pictures. You know what I'm saying? So if you got some photo ops, or you know whatever, you want some, you know some cheap jewelry. Free. Come on and get you some $5 bring you wear, toss it in the garbage, give it away to your cousin, your niece, whatever, whatever, cash for a sweater. And that's brought to you by Rashida Ali. So those two wonderful people are going to be hosting me in Atlanta, Georgia, this weekend, September the 18th at Fresh From Earth, located in College Park, Atlanta, Georgia, at p.m. The event is free. We're going to play some Afro hair trivia games. We're going to answer questions about hair. Talk about the documentary. Of course, we're going to talk about the documentary. Come on, guys. And then I have some wonderful, wonderful giveaways because my documentary, The Narrative, remember? The Narrative is a fantastic, phenomenal documentary that confronts the miseducation and misrepresentation of afro hair on that note thank you guys so much for listening rocking it out with me please share the content check out ray jr's documentary just my thoughts and if you can tell them your cousin ladosha said this was the bomb and it really was let them know you liked it okay all right guys you know what i say when i'm signing out right We're always talking about a whole lot of peace, a whole lot of love, and most certainly a whole lot of hair. But check this out if you ain't got no hair, don't want no hair, can't grow no hair, can't stand hair. Hell, you planning on cutting it off in 2022? You know what I say? Don't even worry about it, booski. Just rub your beautiful bald head in them bald patches. You want to know why? Because bald heads and bald patches, all that stuff is beautiful too. And so are you. Deuces. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's happening, good people? Welcome to another episode of What. They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. Y'all know it's me, your favorite indie author extraordinaire, coming to you live and direct, on my birthday that is, from Cleveland, Ohio with a very controversial but fascinating and very much needed commentary, podcast, whatever you want to call it, about the attack on the black hair care industry. This is probably going to be the ultimate podcast on my little channel here uh, of 2022 because I'm telling you, I'm about to go ham on this situation. I I know what y'all thinking, not Kanye, not Kanye Ham. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know, every time I do my podcast, I always have to start off with my three, you know, favorite current events. So speaking of going ham, you know, hearted mama, let them know who I am and I'm about to go ham. What the ham sandwich is going on with Kanye or is it yay or is it yeezy? I don't know, but as a mother, I'm going to call those attention-seeking behaviors. I mean, clearly, something is unraveling in this young man, and I don't think we need to really make too much fun of him. What I really think we need to do is get that child some help because clearly, I mean, it's like a consensus that ever since his mom passed away unexpectedly, he's just really been, you know, unhinged. So I think he has some unresolved or unaddressed, maybe a combination of them both, you know, mental health issues that's, you know, it's just, you know, he's falling under the radar. And I think that um, when we see these types of behaviors you know, it looks one way, but it's really something else going on. But that's the classic case of attention-seeking behaviors, knowing that uh, he's doing something that he's not supposed to be doing. So, Kanye, I know you the hardest mom, nah, nah, no, I am, but you need to stop going ham and go get yourself. Some dang on help because there's definitely some good help out here. Like some help we're going to need uh, in a couple of weeks and maybe a couple of days. That's right. It's almost time to vote. And y'all already know, as y'all favorite indie Arthur extraordinaire coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, I'm begging everybody and a mama, as long as she's alive, to vote. Please, and I know number 45 and his cronies, they are doing everything imaginable like sitting outside a polling station in Arizona with tactical gear on, like you're gonna bum rush somebody. Come on, get with the program, don't let them intimidate you. We need to go out, we need to vote. I'm going to exercise my right. I've been doing so since I was 18 years old. So I, you know, I know some of y'all like, we don't like I, none of these people that are running but, you know, you can do two things, okay? You could run for office if you think you could do a better job. Or you can vote. And, of course, you could do both. But it's probably too late. Well, it's not probably. It is too late to jump in the ring. So, in the meantime, can you please just vote? Okay, can you do that, all right? Uh, another thing you can do is, uh, uh, well, you can do it, but it probably won't help. And that is... Recycle your plastics. I know what you guys are thinking. How did you go from Kanye to voting to recycling plastics? Now, remember, the name of this podcast episode is The Attack on the black hair care industry. And you guys know I always kind of do my little, uh, you know, my trends in like a little segue type situation. You know what I'm saying? So just work with me on this whole uh, recycling situation. So I was listening to Democracy Now!, which, by the way, (laughs) I beg everybody Stop listening to CNN and get on over to Democracy Now! My brother hit me on to it. You can listen to them on YouTube right now. Homegirl gets it in. But anywho, I'm listening to Democracy Now! And she's giving a report that 5% of plastics uh, uh, that, you know, was targeted for recyclable last year... Would you guys know that uh, only 5% of it? Really, I gotta say it again. 5% last year, that's all they used. I, I mean, as I'm reading my notes, I'm like, I still can't believe it. So I'm listening to what she's saying, and I decide to go online to see, um, you know, is this real? Uh, not that Democracy Now! would be lying, but, you know, I know I, I separate my plastics, you know, so here's what it says. It says that um, not one single plastic packaging in the United States Meets the definition of recyclable, uh, uh, you know, just period. And I'm like, what did I just read? So, yeah, guys, so basically, for the past like what 15, 10, 15 years that we've been encouraged to recycle, only five percent of it is being recycled, and none of it really meets the definition of recyclable materials. And of course, you know, it costs a lot to separate this stuff, break it down. So in essence, the recyclable uh, campaign or venture is officially defunct. Okay. So again, I know what you guys are saying. Well, what does plastics have to do with the attack on black hair care industry? Okay. Uh, How does this all come together? So... I hope you guys have been really, really watching and reading uh, the news. Now, the news is no longer just on your TV. It's right here on these podcast platforms. It's on those social media platforms. You know, it's on your, um, you know, you're in the radio in your car. So you can get news pretty much anywhere. Um, And so in the news for the past two weeks has been uh, the one and only America's uh, premier, I mean, preeminent, a uh, civil settlement attorney, African American brother, y'all know who he is, Ben Crump. That's right, the attorney at large, getting that money. That is, he has officially um put. Uh, uh, Lori L on notice that he and some of his cohorts, even the attorney uh, Mark Garagross. I hope I'm saying his name correctly, he too is in on the fight and they are going after the creators of the over-the-counters. That's what I'm seeing as of today, uh, the over-the-counter brands of relaxers and their claim is that this young woman her name is Jenny Mitchell uh which by the way she's from Missouri and uh she had been using she reported that she had been getting her hair relaxed since she was eight years old up until a few years ago when uh, she went to the doctor. And unfortunately, she was diagnosed with some tumors and she had to have um, a full hysterectomy. And so she's saying that it would be the relaxers that caused her to develop These fibroid tumors that unfortunately led to her having to have a full hysterectomy, and now she can no longer uh, bear children. So, we are not. Even trying to make fun of that situation so um, I, and my heart goes out to her. Um, I have two baby kids and so um, and I love being a mom and so uh, with all due respect to her um, that is not a good uh, it's nothing good about not being able to bear children, especially when you want to have children and so she's saying that the use of the relaxers uh, contributed. Directly to her not being able to bear children uh, because she's now has officially had a full hysterectomy. So, um, now what does this have to do with plastics? So, according to reports uh, on the news and in writing, there's this ingredient called dye to ethyl exo. Ethylate. Okay, I'll say it again. Die to ethyl ethyl x. Ex- I mean, I'm sorry. Die to ethyl exyl. Eftylates, okay, It's like a, um, I think it's like a, a dye to D-H-E-P or something like that. Okay, so this is some long, fancy uh, uh, chemical name. And basically in layman's term, it is a, a, a group of chemicals that makes plastics, and I'm reading my notes here, soft, uh, flexible, and durable. Now, I remember plastics, okay? And so we know that plastics are, man, we use so much plastic, it's pathetic. I mean, I, I'm not even about to waste your time with this podcast about the attack on the black hair care industry with the innumerable ways uh, that we use plastic. And so um, they're saying that this particular plastic is in relaxers. And so um, uh, this has gotten into her system and and caused her to not, you know, to have the tumors. And then uh, uh, unfortunately, she had to have a full hysterectomy. So that's their story and they are sticking to it. Now, my story is that's a bunch of malarkey. Now, not so much that the chemical didn't do it because I'm not a chemist nor a researcher, though I'll be trying to sound like one. I'm not, okay? I am a licensed cosmetologist, okay? And my thing is, because you identified that particular chemical, and we know that this particular chemical is used in plastics, and we know how much we use plastics it's also in your food it's also in on your furniture. I mean this stuff is used everywhere, okay all right, okay, so now, why don't you just name the chemical? Why did they say relaxers? because when people think of relaxers, you know what. Chemical they think of, right? Sodium hydroxide. And so I don't know, maybe it's me, but this is a podcast and it is called What they don't tell you at the hair salon and I'm gonna tell you the truth what they don't tell you at the hair salon is that they teach us what's in the relaxers now I know what you guys are saying you don't believe everything that they teach you no I'm not saying that uh, we believe everything that they teach us but they want to be in business why would companies kill off their customers it just doesn't make any sense okay that's one okay number two I'm cutting through the chase. I'm going to do what my mama said. Come on with the come on and get down with the get down. Do y'all really, really believe that all of a sudden a researcher located in Boston? Okay, listen to what I'm saying. A, A lone white woman researcher in Boston. I don't know how much money she was awarded to do this research. But she's by herself. And she is like, she's concerned about black women's, you know, uteruses and all this stuff and endocrine disruptors. Uh, I don't, it's a far reach, man. I mean, I know what you're saying, but a lot of black women are dying of cancer. I get it. I get it. But what made them ask relaxers? Why did they ask about the relaxers? I mean, women color their hair more than they relax their hair. They're not talking about hair coloring because you know what they're saying, right? Come on, say it with me. This is a podcast. Nobody can, you got your earbuds in, you're in your car. You know, If you're at your desk, turn the speaker down. But you know what there's, they're not doing this to hair coloring. They're not this, yeah, yeah. Why they're not doing it to hair color? This ingredient is in hair color also. So the study, there are two studies that the NIH, the National Institute for Health, and I'm saying that's Dr. Fauci. Yeah, that ain't Dr. Fauci, but you know that's where he was at, okay? And so there are two studies. You got you have one coming out of Boston, and then you have another one where it's called the Sisters Study, where they actually interview the sisters of sisters who've had cancer. Okay. And so the original, well, one of the original studies is called the Black Women's Health Study. So this particular study was really about air pollution. And now you can go online. You know, what my best friend Kevin Chill heard says, don't cook it up, look it up. So go ahead on and look up the Black Women's Uh, health study of 2012 and then you'll see that this was all about air pollution and right at the bottom in the corner is this doctor Lauren Wise who's a researcher okay I think this is a PhD not a medical doctor okay so this is her research on fibroid tumors and so she identifies uh, parabens uh, they also identify this di 2 ethyl ha I like that let me say it again di 2 ethyl okay so they also identify um, that ingredient um, uh, these are supposedly you know like your your endocrine disruptor so your when the endocrine system is compromised for women unfortunately fibroid tumors can develop and so in the research they're saying that if these women have used relaxers frequently and i think they define frequently as like once a month for over a 10 month or 12 month period and so um or 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 or, or, so this is how uh, this chemical got into their system, That is, it, it's permeable when you put it on the scalp. I'm, listen here, guys, I'm telling you, I've never seen these ingredients in a relaxer, okay? Parabens are, are like, um, they keep the product from like, um, it's like a preservative. It's sodium hydroxide, guys, okay? So it's I don't, I don't get it. If this is a plastic, now we're talking liquorship. What I'm about to say to you is not science. So go ahead, tell me to shut the French toast up. I'm not going to be upset. But wait, wait, let me explain, baby. <laughs> I know you heard it all before. But in all seriousness, guys, sodium hydroxide is so caustic. Why do you need a preservative in sodium hydroxide? It doesn't make any sense why do you need now the plastic the, the the relaxers are housed in the plastic tubs okay so if they're saying that the plastic containers that the relaxers are in that those containers are leaching into the relaxer eh, I don't know I'm not a chemist I'm just saying but again Sodium hydroxide is so caustic, if it's leaching, um, that means the minute you open up the relaxer, you know what happens, right? It's going to dissipate. So, and I know, no, don't you? No, I know, I'm just, I'm just work with me. Guys, work with me. It just doesn't sound right. And the, the, so the third point is, where are our chemists? All right. So, we got the actual, uh, you know, the attack on the beauty, the black beauty industry. Number one, just outright lying that that particular ingredient is in like all the relaxers or some of the relaxers or whatever. I've never seen it. That's one. Two, they haven't, you know, uh, delineated. Is this... Because these are over-the-counter brands. So licensed cosmetologists we have different chemicals that we use compared to what consumers use over the counter so they haven't cleared that up and then last but not least why don't you just identify the ingredient why are you targeting the actual relaxer itself when you know it's that particular chemical talk about the chemical and how it is used in so many of the products that we use because we drink our bottled water out of plastics we sit on plastics we we buy plastic bags when we go to the grocery store our groceries come in plastics plastics is uh when we store our our rubber made stuff our shoes uh, we use <laughs> could just go on for a day or toilet paper rolls you know you pop the toilet paper plastic you know part parts and pieces on your toilet on your kitchen everything plastic is everywhere we're always touching this stuff so I'm getting upset y'all because it's some bullfragger fragger packer, knackle, now I want to cuss but again the name of the episode is is called what the attack on the black hair care industry and I don't want to lose my professional you know etiquette and charm and getting get on these motherfucker pluckers coming after me and my career it ain't happening y'all consumers you guys have got to speak up why are they attacking the black hair care industry why what Is going on. Why? What what is going on? I need you guys to speak. And I know what you guys are saying. That's why I went natural. Well, I'm not saying all of you guys are saying it. But I see the comments in the chat. I went natural. Because I don't trust the relaxers. Do you really, really think you're using natural hair care products on your hair? Have we lost our rabbit afros? Or maybe not our rabbit afros. You know what I want to say, right? Our rabbit afros. Boys! Chemicals are chemicals. Whether they're relaxers, whether they're hair care products, you need some type of a chemical in modern day times of altering hair in any capacity, be it braiding, twisting, locking you're going to need some type of a chemical, even if you're using something quote-unquote natural to keep that from rotting on the shelf. So you're not going to escape chemicals altogether, okay? So, excuse me, I'm wondering what role is the natural hair movement and those products Because these are over-the-counter issues that are contributing to this attack on the black hair care industry. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I want you guys to speak up for us. Speak up for our ancestors. Who are these people that made it possible for us to be able to do our hair, I had to flatulate my liquids. I know you're like, those are you crazy, but I'm gonna tell you who these people are or were. Uh, of course, we had Soft Sheen Carson, uh, we had the California Care Curl, Dr. Willie Morrow, Calmer Cottrells, y'all know Cal- Cal- uh, Calmer Cottrells, uh, ProLi. Uh, we had Fuller, S.B. Fuller. And we had Johnson. y'all remember Johnson's products? These were like staples. These people. <laughs> I just can't believe that we're just going to let all of this legacy go. Being Crump. Oh, come on, Ben. Where you at? Ben ain't even talked to us. We Are we just going to let this go down the drain? And I know... I even heard this. Well, why do we want to, you know, for the name of money, LaDosha, you want women to die and have cancer just so you can have money? No, I don't want women to die and have cancer so I can make money. Why are we not afforded the same opportunities to reimagine this relaxer like they do hair color, like they do perms, like they do powder lighteners, are are you trying to say that there's no science, no chemistry left? After all, it would be Garrett Morgan who accidentally came across this concoction while trying to repair a swimming machine and got some stuff in his hair. Y'all know the story. And then he wiped it on his neighbor's dog and it was all good. And then he put it in his hair. And so that was the birth of the sodium hydroxide, which was primarily for men, right? Okay, we're talking about the early 1900s, okay? So that was for men. And so that concoction, it just really consisted of sodium hydroxide, water, petroleum jelly, you know, mineral oils and emulsifiers. Now, it was alkalized, so it was very harsh. And then they began to modify it by adding a little bit more what. A little bit more oil, a little bit more cream. So, just to kind of soften the effect of it. And I know what you guys are thinking wow, this process of sodium hydroxide, water, and an oil emulsifier, that sounds very familiar. You wanna know why? You're right. <laughs> it's soap. It's soap, people. Come on. We were. I'm not. I don't know. What I'm black people. Y'all always want to try to make it seem like black people did everything. For I'm not saying we were the only people on the planet to make soap. Okay. I don't know who made it first. Was it us? The raw. And I don't care who made it first. I'm telling you guys: sodium hydroxide, water, petroleum jelly, mineral oil, emulsifiers. That's soap. What do they make soap with in Africa? Soap. Water, you know, those little planting leaves. Y'all seen it, y'all seen us it? all on YouTube. I've been to Africa. They're doing it. And then they take the little palm kernel oil, the little cocoa powder. That's what makes the, you know, the black soap black. This is this stuff been around since like Egyptian time. What about before Christ? They ain't had no cancer. You don't see no remnants. You know, they always digging up our, you know, all the stuff. And you know what? I think King Tut had cancer. Though they did say Queen Hatshepsut more than likely passed away from putting stuff on her face, but not her hair. So I, 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 I be on my history a little bit. Okay? You don't find this. We have a rich, rich history in chemistry chemistry. It doesn't mean that it's toxic you're going to die. Yeah, are relaxers caustic? Of course they're caustic, but so is frying damn chicken or or, or flatlining your hair. You can burn your fingers when you do that, but you don't throw away the flat arm because you burned your fingers. You don't stop frying chicken or bacon because you got popped. No, you start bowing because it sounds like it's an audience. (laughs) That's what I used to do when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you advance, you change. So I'm not anti-research. And I'm not saying that everything they put in there is like 100%. But listen, y'all, we've been using this stuff. I have took y'all all the way back to the beginning of time almost. And I'm bringing it forward. That concoction that Garrett A. Morgan, it was called Garrett Morgan's Hair Refiner. That concoction, again, was sodium hydroxide, water, petroleum jelly, mineral oil, and emulsifiers, okay? That's all it was. When you look at how they made soap, this, that process of soap making is called what? Saponification. This ain't no, that's where the word soap came from. We talking about basic, I mean, if you're a soap maker, you're going to be like, you know what, she right. I'm telling you guys, this is true, okay? So, soap making has all over the world that recipe. It moves just a little, but it's pretty much the same. The sodium hydroxide is that mixture. The saponification is when the ashes, that little balance. That's what makes that, that, that sodium hydroxide. When you dry, it dries, they set it out, you got soap. Now, in Europe, they, wasn't, they didn't clean up with it. Okay? They just, you know, they didn't believe in soap. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to put down or say, I'm just giving you the history. They didn't wash up with it. We did. We washed up and we washed our clothes. Okay? And so, this stuff goes back in antiquity. So, you can see I done took us all the way back. So, we got the soap coming back through. We got the soap or saponification. So, okay. All right, got that part. You got Garrett Morgan's Hair Refiner. Okay, coming on up. You got Johnson & Johnson's. He created um, a men's, you know, uh, hair product as well. I think it was called, um, uh, 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 I did not write down what the name of his was. But Johnson & Johnson, They he made one too. Actually, he made it before... Um, he actually, you know, made it over the counter for women. It was for men first, okay. And then you have your modern day relaxer. They they moved, they changed the formula a little bit because they realized that the original alkaline solution was drying the hair out too much, and so Comer Cottrell and them, they, you know, reimagined that original formula that Garrett Morgan, you know, stumbled upon and they made it with added more buffers to make it where it wasn't so harsh on the hair. And that alkaline, they came up with your neutralizing shampoo, just to try to lessen the effects of the alkalinity. Now we're talking about that pH scale, right? So if you go to the left of the pH scale, you're what? Acidic. And if you go to the right, you're what? You're alkaline. So this is alkaline science that dates back to where? Before Christ. And so, again, I do. My heart does go out to Miss Jenny Mitchell, and I do. I commend uh, uh, Ben Crump for going after them if they did, in fact, have this carcinogen, because that has been identified. That it may contribute, you know, to uh, uh, as an endocrine disruptor that could cause cancer. Okay, Can I get that part. Maybe okay? Let's just say it's true. But like I said, as I wrap this up, Ben, why you don't just talk about the ingredient? Don't come after my career because I don't come after yours. We know what type of attorney you are and, you know, getting the people to pay for what they've done to our brothers and sisters, you know, from George Floyd. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. I don't need to go through that. You're respected. You know what I'm saying? But don't do this to us. And and, and, and Ben, by the way, do we get to sit at the table that we created? Don't forget, it would be those hairstylists and barbers that made it possible for you to do what you do. Those chairs you sit in. Yeah. Dye to ethyl exo eftylates. Yeah. The, the plane, the private plane that you're flying in, I will say it again, die to ethyl, exo, That stuff is everywhere. And I've seen you with bottled water. I've seen you standing at uh, po- uh, 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 podiums that have plastic on it. We cannot escape this stuff being crumped. Don't dump your crap on us. And consumers, speak up. Speak up and stand up for our history. Do it for Dr. Willie Morrow. Do it for Shane Carson, Johnson. Do it for Karma Cottrell. Do it for S.B. Fuller. Do it. Do it for our ancestors who made it possible. Let's not throw this away. In the meantime, I invite every single person to go over to my YouTube channel at LaDoshaWright. That's right on YouTube. Check out the trailer for my documentary, The Narrative. The truth is about letting the truth be told about Afro hair. Are we gonna throw away this legacy? Are we gonna let Ben Crump exploit Miss Jenny Mitchell situation for a couple of million dollars? That's what they don't tell you at the hair salon. You know what I say when I'm always signing out, right? I'm always talking about a whole lot of peace, a whole lot of love, and most certainly a whole lot of hair. My documentary, The Narrative, is slated to come out November the 11th of 2022. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm doing my best to meet that deadline. And again, thank you so much for your support. You guys go ahead on and enjoy your day. Go back and play this again and and, and fact check me. Fact check me on some of these things. And wherever I got it wrong, you know what? Help me get my story together. Help me save an industry that our ancestors used for voting. Used for civil rights. Hairstylists, we've done hair and barbers, we've done so much from behind that chair. That's a whole nother podcast. As a matter of fact, I might even do a podcast on what barbers and beauticians have done in the name of entrepreneurialism, politics, religion, health, so on and so forth from behind the chair. Beer crop, you're barking up the wrong tree. As we see in the hood, you don't want none of this smoke. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. I'm just a little fired up, and I'm ready to go, and I need you guys to be behind me. Don't forget to check out my trailer, The Narrative, on my YouTube channel. Like and share the content. Peace.